He gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or the will of human beings, but of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow, you guys are here on Christmas 1. Good job. I mean, I'm here because you pay me to be here. But you came because you love God. It's very well done. I hope you had some semblance of a Christmas break. I know that looks different for so many different people. Um, as somebody who works primarily in the, in the schools, it's definitely a part of my ebb and my flow. Uh, this past week, we went down to Baton Rouge, where my mother-in-law lives. And so Karen and I and Noah were down there for about five, six days after Christmas Day. We flew down Christmas Day. One of the things that Karen and I did while we were there in Baton Rouge is we took numerous walks. Hope you got to do that as well. When we did, I would keep track on my Apple Watch about how far we had gone. And just the other day, as we finished up, I think which was our last walk for the week, as we walked up to the driveway of her mother's home, I looked at my tracker and it said 3.77 miles. I stopped, I turned around, and I started walking back down the street. And my wife said, where are you going? I'm going to walk 0.12 miles that way and then turn around and come back. Can I get an amen from the room? <laughs> Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. So in Jesus' own tradition, that they were fully leaning into by the time he was doing his ministry, there were 613 laws in Torah. Over the centuries, these guidelines took on a larger-than-life tone. There was a poetry about the law or the teachings, or the Torah. They were given a name. They were called the Halakha, right? which translated means the pathway. You follow the pathway, and you will begin to live and be formed and shape in the life of God, the life that you were created to live. Now, as an abstract idea, this is beautiful. Again, it's like poetry. You follow God's principles, and you will be living into a godly life. You'll be shaped and you'll be formed. The Apostle Paul, today in his letter to those followers of Jesus in Galatia, he refers to these guidelines as a kind of disciplinarian. And we all know to really learn something, you have to have some level or shape of discipline. It's like a teacher. You follow the pathway and you will see results. Well, this past fall, I noticed something about my social media interaction, my social media accounts. I noticed that the movie clips that show up in my feed started to have what I, I again, I noticed was a common pattern, a common theme. A film clip would come up in my scroll, and I'd stop and I'd watch it. 
And eventually, I would want to know the name of this, this movie that this clip was from. For those of you who like to scroll, do you notice they do this? There's a, it's a clip, but they don't tell you what it is. So what do you got to do? You open up the comments, and you look for some other sad sucker who wants to know what movie this is. And so I do. I open up the comments, and I scroll. And it doesn't take long. It takes a second. But you find another person who asks, what's the name of this movie? And so then I get the name, and I go to IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, and I search the name of the film, and I find out if I can watch it. These clips are pulling me in. I'm doing exactly what the algorithm robots want me to do. Well, they're watching me, and they're learning me, and they see that I'm interested in what I've, I've realized is a particular genre of movies. They are known as vigilante films. <laughs> the premise is typically some kind of a bully is abusing or exploiting someone who is powerless. And a hero intervenes and exacts justice. Often it's in a high school setting, but often it's also part of international espionage. Right? Liam Neeson, the Taken movies, right? things like that. So I decided to lean in over the break. I had some time, and I decided over the break, dare I say as a spiritual discipline, I decided to watch all three of Denzel Washington's Equalizer movies. <laughs> and I've done a little bit of self-reflection. I keep asking myself, why, does, why do the robots think that I'm interested in this particular genre of film? But that's the conversation for another time. In the third Equalizer film, which I was finishing about 3.30 in the morning one night, <laughs> Denzel's character, Robert McCall, is seriously injured while exacting justice for a retired bricklayer who's had his pension fund hacked. And while he's injured, he is nursed back to health in a small village off the coast of Italy by a kindly old village doctor who is very protective of his community. And so when Denzel finally wakes up, the doctor asks him, are you a good man or are you a bad man? And Denzel, in the fog of his pain, says, I don't know. Of course, we as the audience know that the hero's life is morally messy. In this particular genre, the mess is because they're trying to exact what is right and what is good. But I think herein lies a piece of the gospel, that what the Apostle Paul wants people who are following after Jesus to realize is that the pathway of God, the disciplines of God, they do serve their purpose, but they are not the thing. We cannot make a false idol of the disciplines of becoming. Ultimately, they are not what the thing that gives us the ability or the, the agency to become good people. What we rather is we learn to depend on God's grace and God's majesty to give us our value and our worth. Being a student isn't, being a student of Jesus isn't about the point two, three miles or about earning his love 
It isn't about mastering 613 guidelines. It's about growing daily in a particular kind of knowledge. And that is the knowledge of God's love for you. A love both when you are good and when you fail to be good. A love when you fight for the powerless and when you try to exact justice on whatever level and a love for you when you fail to do so. This is a particular kind of marriage between doing those things that we know shape us and form us into loving people, but not making that the thing that is at the center of our life in God. Perhaps the only way that we can truly find the wisdom and power to be love and to be light is when we realize our powerlessness in doing it at all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.